0: G'day, everybody. It's time for the Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast with a bit a bit of NCAAF thrown in this week with a massive weekend coming up. Sam Zickman, good evening. And what an extraordinary weekend of football. We seem to say it every week, but some pictures got a bit clearer and some just got cloudier.
1: It, it does. It seems like history repeats itself with the NFL this season. You just never know what's going to throw up at you. I mean, today, uh, two results today that, that were thrown up, which were, you know, probably very different to what we all expected. And, and although um, some divisional races are quite clear and, you know, Kansas city can, could afford to lose today. Um, and, and obviously they did very, very surprising result. Um, others can't others who are losing matches really need to be careful with their positions. And there were a number of results that, yeah, just caught our interest on the weekend. Obviously we'll, we'll, have, we'll talk about them as we go through, but some amazing results some really good performances We've got a standout MVP favorite now with Lamar Jackson after his performance today. Brock Purdy, not very, uh, not very solid today for Brock. Uh, four interceptions and out with a stinger injury late in the fourth, and obviously he'll be evaluated. I, I think San Fran, you know, we'll dive into this. I think San Fran will be will be okay um, to hold up with the talent they've got. But yeah, you just don't want to muck around with your form this time of year. But yeah, really excited to talk the podcast tonight. I am. Really keen, as, as you are as well, David, to have a little chat about the college football as well because we're getting into the, the meaty bowl games now. It's a it's a very exciting time of the year for American football.
0: Results for everybody in the NFL. So we'll do the NFL first, then the college footy afterwards. The Rams are flying 30-22 over the Saints at SoFi. There was a doubleheader at SoFi this weekend. The Steelers, who were written off by everybody, came back and belted the Bengals 34-11. Interestingly, both Ohio sides have got enormous injury problems. Buffalo somehow held on to beat the Chargers 24-22 in that second game at SoFi. The Falcons, after being dismal last week, whacked the Colts 29-10 and kept themselves in the race. The Seahawks did enough, 2017 over the Titans in Nashville. In a very good game of football, the Lions beat the Vikings 30-24. Congratulations to the Vi- the Lions divisional champs for the first time in twenty. 20- years plus. Unbelievable. The Jets 30 over the Commanders 38, and the Jets, just when you think they're terrible, come back and produce a performance like that. The Packers have held on as well. They're still alive. 33-30 over the Panthers, with the Pan- Bryce Young having a reasonable day out. The Browns look ominous. Joe Flacco is having a last couple month to, to die for. 36-22 over the Texans, and I think the Browns will qualify this week. We'll talk about Thursday night football because I reckon they're just about home. The Bucks keep on keeping on Baker Mayfield, still playing good football 32-12 over the spiralling Jaguars. Unbelievably, every team in the AFC South lost this weekend. All four of them. Completely remarkable. The Bears 27 over the Cardinals 16. This was one of the games on 7 mate. I had a pretty good look, and Justin Fields wasn't too bad. I thought he played okay. Uh, The Dolphins and the Cowboys had another great game of football, a very, very last second field goal by Miami, 22-20. The Cowboys not disgraced at all. The Patriots, 26, did an enormous amount of damage to the uh, Broncos, 23, that game at mile high. Bailey Zappi's actually been pretty good in the last couple of weeks. And two of these games are the ones that Sam Zickman was telling about everybody. The Raiders, 20 over the Chiefs, 14, with two defensive touchdowns. Remarkable. In consecutive plays. The Eagles were not impressive in beating the Giants 33 but they got there. And then the Ravens pounded the Niners 33-19 in Santa Clara. Sam, let's go to Dallas and Miami. You always talk Dallas first. Pretty good game of football, wasn't
1: it? It was good. and It was good to see the Cowboys turn up on the road because that's been a big question mark over the Cowboys this season, wherever they've had a road challenge. Uh, I mean, I won't even—I won't throw Carolina. Uh, oh, yeah, I won't throw the Cardinals in as a road challenge, but they went on the road and lost, uh, and lost that match. But any times they've played against a really solid team, so we're talking Philly, uh, we're talking San Francisco. They've gone on the road and they've just had a really poor performance. So encouragingly, they put up a really good performance here—a solid game on both sides of the ball. Um, not overly convincing on either, but look, a, a solid performance. Dak, um, workmanlike, like um, 20 for 32, 253 yards and two touchdowns. Um, balance was solid, 25 rushes, 97 yards there. Um, C.D. Lamb had another really good performance, 6 for 118. Would have liked to have seen him get a few more opportunities, 10 targets. Like to see him get up towards 12, 14 targets per game. Uh, on the Miami side of the ball, Tyree Kills, just unbelievable he gets the number one defender and sometimes the number two defender both on him. But he manages to find his way free just off his leg speed. Jalen Waddle, every time he touches the ball, he seems to get injured. He's a bit of a concern for Miami. So he only yep. had two involvements in the game. After the first one, he went off to get checked for, a, I think it might have been a, a lower leg injury, and then uh, the second one, and then he went down for good and didn't come back. So that's a big concern for Jalen Waddle because they really do need a second Uh, a second target for Tua to throw the ball to. Um, Running the ball, most of it's been all right. Archane's uh, a play for the future. He was pretty well held in this game. But look, Miami got the win, and that puts them in a really good position now. They're 11-4, and pushing up towards the top of their conference. The Cowboys, that loss will lock the Cowboys into the fifth seed. Um, They're not going to catch the Eagles now. They'll be playing on the road week one um, against the winner of the South, which is completely open. But look, not a bad performance from the Cowboys uh, I'm not sure they're, they're good enough, David, this year. And, and obviously, I'm a Cowboys um, supporter, as everybody knows. I'm just not sure they're good enough in the big games this particular season to get the job done.
0: Uh, I, I think they can win week one of the playoffs, but I'm not sure they can go much further than that. Honest and fair. And if, if that happens, I reckon Jerry Jones will sack Mike McCarthy. Uh, your man, Kyron Williams, 27 carries, 104 yards to the Rams. The Rams are now in the... They're in the seven. Um, when we go to the standings, which we're not too far away from, you will not believe how many teams after next week's round could could, sit, could actually be 8-8. Eight and eight. There's something like 14 teams after next round that could be 8-8, eight and eight, which is utterly remarkable. The Steelers were brilliant. They picked off Jake Browning three times from, Cleveland, from Cincy, 34-11. The Bills have been okay. The last month, they've really stabilised. They've got themselves in a very important situation. They're going to finish above 500, but importantly, Sam, the Bills are above eight and seven. Eight and is your danger mark. Right now, the Bills and KC are at that nine and six mark. And I, still think-
1: <laughs> I, I can't, be- I can't believe that the I can't believe Kansas City's lost six games. And I will we'll talk about that one in a moment. It still blows my mind. They're, they're in that. My my major concern with the Bills, and we saw it again with this matchup against the Chargers, is the Bills continually play down to their opposition. When they play against a really good team, they play well. They either win or get close. And they play against a poor team. You know, they've lost to the Jets. You know, they get pushed here by the Chargers, who are, who are, are really in the rack for the rest of the year. But look, they got the win. Um, and David, two of those teams you mentioned in, in that small block there, being the Rams and the Bills, they're both teams who could sit in seven seeds And, and absolutely no second-place team wants to play either of those sides
0: uh, in the first week. Uh, If the Rams play Detroit, if that actually happens, that would be the most amazing backstory. We mentioned that last week. Goff and... It's it's a really good chance of happening. Oh, absolutely it is. Because I think Detroit's pretty much locked in um, where they are, to be honest with you. I think they're going to finish second. Falcons hang on after we pogo them last week. Belted the Colts, which will hurt. That hurts the Colts. Seahawks hang on. Did it, did the jobs. Lions and the Vikings was a great game of football. They went back and forth, back and forth. The Lions, too good in the end. Nick Mullins, four picks, but 411 yards. Minnesota's major weakness is two things, or three things. They can't win close games, which they did last year. They got with divisional champions. They can't run the ball, and they can't keep healthy. And no excuses. Good performance, Detroit, but a great game of football. I'm not... Uh, I was monitoring this game and I'm not just dis- um, disgusted anyway the Vikings gave everything they had in Minneapolis. What if,
1: what if they had Kirk Cousins? I just feel like they oh. got such a good, such a good team. Um,
0: oh, that was yeah. dev- and-
1: that was a devastating loss I mean same is obviously same injury but similar to the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, two teams who you know have got reasonable uh, defensive lines. Now they've got a bit of depth. They've got receivers to throw the ball to. And look, no one suffered more from the quarterback losses at Minnesota than Justin Jefferson. He's really struggled, um, you know, to and look, he still had a really good year. When you look at his stats on paper, you'd say that's a really solid year from a great receiver. But what he could have done with a quarterback who could throw him open like Kirk Cousins. Uh, but look, they're battling hard. Uh, I think with that loss, that might be it for the Vikings. Might, might be a bridge too good far day. to get
0: to the playoffs this year. Absolutely could be. Um, you mentioned Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. I'll give you the difference between the two. One's a player who's got better and better each year and is now what I would call a very good quarterback. One's one of the greatest players ever to lace on a jumper. Okay, that if you look at Rodgers' statistical records, I mean a lot of people are critical of him in American talk shows of the fact he's only won one Super Bowl. That's right. But yep, his his records are unbelievable, and 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 that's you know you, you'll hear all the 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 pod, the pundits who know their stuff they'll tell you that the best quarterback in finals history is actually Montana because he had such a successful record Um that, over Brady. They'll tell you, and they'll tell you that Peyton Manning was the best home and away season quarterback of all time. Rogers has just been unbelievable. And yes, you what you you think about the Jets with Rogers this year? You just hope he can come back next year. Browns looking very dangerous, very dangerous. Amari Flacco. Kippo, Flacco. Amari Fl- Cooper. If you, Amari Cooper mind. and Flacco just working together. <laughs> Killing it. So good. I'm loving Baker that storyline. If there's an award for comeback player of the year, Baker Mayfield would be odds on. He's been unbelievable over the last month. The Buccaneers are one game in front. They've got New Orleans and Tampa this week, which I'll talk about in the schedule, a monster. And in fact, they could put away the division this weekend. Tampa yep. could. Um the Bears were impressive, and somehow they're alive at six and nine. Remarkably, they could get into the playoffs at eight and nine. They won't, but they they're still alive. Just, um, Justin Fields is—I
1: mean—he's making it a discussion uh, that they are going to draft. Obviously, they're going to draft
0: uh, Caleb Williams at pick one. It, it seems. Like, I you can't think, see... do, you, do you think that's a do you think that's a given? You don't think they'll go and trade and get a bounty? I don't think they will. Uh, I think they that's should. That's a big call, Chief. Uh, look, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's a big call because they've got to go back to square one. That's the point. So I think they'll go Caleb Williams and they'll look to trade
1: Justin Field for as much as they can get, um, which will probably be a second-round pick. I'm, I'm not sure I would do it. I might, take, I might just take Marvin Harrison Jr., And just give Fields someone to throw the ball to, to open up the field so that he can run with the ball. Obviously, they've got some reasonable talent behind him, behind Fields. Um, Herbert played really well um, on the weekend. Khalil Herbert played really well. Uh, They've got Rashawn Johnson. Um, They're okay. I I actually think they're not a bad team. Chicago. Uh,
0: They've got some ability. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the consensus number one pick if you're going on pure player talent alone. He's the best player. He's the best player. He's the best player there. That's right. He's a, um, For those of you don't know, He plays for a, he's played for Ohio State and he's he could be Jerry Rice. That's how good he is. And that's a big statement. Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver that ever drew breath. It's going to, the draft is going to be fascinating when it comes to who everybody picks
1: because we know that quarterbacks, they become overvalued in drafts. So you've got... Um, and, you know, David, I'm sure we'll, we'll do a deep dive podcast into the draft um, we in the lead up and after. But you've got... You've got two quarterbacks that are consensus kind of top first round picks, maybe two. Um, if Jalen Daniels is someone you consider to be a first round draft pick, I do. I've got him going in the, probably the top 10, uh, but you've got Drake May and Caleb Williams who will go, they'll either go one, two or they'll go one, three or they'll go two, three. Like they're going to go in the top three picks. I'd be really surprised if any of the defensive players um, get up that high. I know Brock Bowers, the tight end is really highly rated, but I'd be expecting him to go eight or nine. So, But again, Marvin Harrison Jr., if you look at pure talent who ends up in Canton in the Hall of Fame and you're making a bet
0: now, then it's Marvin Harrison Jr. over the other two, clearly. And the, interestingly, the Patriots win may, may, may cost them in the draft, but we'll, that, we'll come back to that. The Raiders beat the Chiefs, unbelievable performance, and the Raiders are hanging on that. But actually quite good since McDaniels got shown the door by Mark Davis. The Eagles did enough to beat the Giants. The Giants, again, being lion hearted um, the, the, the Giants have had a go this year. They've got all sorts of issues. and They can't get a fit quarterback, but the Eagles win and get themselves. As Sam said, I think they'll win the division. And then the Ravens pounded San Francisco and just, I think at the moment, put in everybody's one. That could very well be a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. The San Francisco will learn more from that than Baltimore did. But Baltimore, Jim Har, sorry, John Harbor and his crew Back in Maryland, will be very pleased as they fly back. That's a so, great point. By the
1: most, the most interesting one about that, and again, we'll look at future schedules as we go through. But like, i already having a bit of a look at what that loss for San Francisco might mean. Is more than likely it's going to mean that their rounds, their week 17 game against the Rams will be a live game. I was anticipating that they would win their next two, and that they would, they would, because obviously they've got the tiebreaker head to head against Philly. So my thinking was that San Francisco would win today. Uh, I still had them beating Baltimore. They would win next week and then they'd be able to rest up against the Rams in the final week. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think they're going to have to win that game against the Rams in order to get the number one seed because I expect Philly now to roll through um, and win 13 games, which just makes it so much more challenging for the Rams. The Rams are probably anticipating to get a San Francisco who were going to play the backups, um, get a really much needed win ahead head into the playoffs. But now San Francisco is going to have to come to play in week 17.
0: And just quietly, Detroit's still an outside chance of winning your number one seed as well because they're all 11-4, and which is remarkable. Okay, here are the standings, everybody, the the playoff standings. So in the AFC, these teams are eliminated. New England, Los Angeles Chargers, Tennessee, the New York Jets. Somehow, these sides at 7-8 are still alive, the Broncos and the Raiders. And then there's an absolute stack of sides, Cincinnati in 10th, Pittsburgh in 9th, Houston in eighth, all on eight and seven. Indianapolis is in the playoffs right now on eight and seven. That Buffalo's late, latest winning streak is crucial. They're nine and six, and they've got a bit of leeway, and they've got a very winnable game this week. Cleveland will win this Thursday night and will put in the playoffs. Jacksonville have the most tenuous hold on a divisional, on a playoff that you've ever seen in your life. Kansas City uh, should be okay. Miami Looking very strong, and for mine, Baltimore will. Well, it's not guaranteed because Baltimore's got a tough draw. But that's the way the AFC looks, chief. And then if we go, we'll go, go division. We'll go conference by conference. At this stage, who you got finishing five, uh, six and seven at the end of it all? You got Buffalo. Yeah. As one?
1: Yeah. Looking at it right now, it's just such an interesting one because of the division. Obviously, because what's happened with Jacksonville, I think we'd all thought Jacksonville would cruise in and, and make things you know, lock in a fourth seed. I'm not even sure who's going to finish fourth at the moment. Um, it kind of feels like it could go either way. Indianapolis were really poor on the weekend. Um, Houston, I quite like what Houston's doing. I, I think Trevor Lawrence, they might just need to pull the pin on him for the year. Every time he goes and throws the football out, it feels like he's going to get injured or he's injured. Um, so let's go through. I've got, obviously, Baltimore finishing on top. I've got yep. Miami um, I've got Kansas City I'm going I think the Texans I think the Texans are doing enough now um, I'm obviously not convinced on that fact but I think they'll find their way into fourth I've got Cleveland fifth um, I've got the Bills to sneak in in sixth uh, the 7th seed is such a challenging one what I'm oh, looking man. at right now I'm actually uh, it's I I struggle to believe I'm saying this, but it could even be the Steelers for me that that end up in that seventh spot. I'm just going to have a
0: quick look at their schedule. We'll talk about the schedules in a minute, but They've got
1: Seattle and a Baltimore that will probably be playing the backups in the last week. So, yeah, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I've got to go on a limb again this week. Um, Currently, I've got Texans finishing fourth, getting ahead of Jacksonville. I've got
0: Cleveland, Bills, and to round it out, Pittsburgh. And Sam, tell everybody who 3v6 would be in the first week of the playoffs. Kansas City,
1: the Bills, the rivals, the not-so-local rivals playing against each other again.
0: And as Sam pointed out a few weeks ago, for the first time in almost a generation, the AFC Conference um, Championship almost cannot be in Kansas City. Theoretically, it can happen, but an extraordinary sequence of events would happen. You're more likely to see Baltimore hosting in and no one wants to go in there because they'll just pound the crap out of it. So
1: Kansas City heading to Miami, more than likely week two, yes. and I think you'd have to expect a, a, that you know, Cleveland would be within their rights to, to say that they'll be within a field goal of whoever finishes fourth. So potentially could be Cleveland heading to Baltimore,
0: which would be a really interesting matchup as well. Because they know each other. On to the NFC. The Niners, Philly, and Detroit are all 11-4. and four. The Niners and Detroit have clinched. Philadelphia's... Got a playoff spot. Tampa's at eight and seven, and they're in fourth. Dallas, fifth. Los Angeles, sixth. Dallas has clinched, by the way. And Seattle now, seventh. So if the playoffs will played today, it'll be the Seahawks going to Philly, and the Philly would love that. Detroit hosting the Rams, and that has got such a delicious backstory to it. And Dallas would not be worried, although at the moment, Tampa's playing pretty good football. Sitting outside the seven are the Vikings, Atlanta, Green Bay and New Orleans on seven, eight. And Chicago, amazingly, if things go their way, and that would have to be an extraordinary circumstance, are still alive. The others can't make it. And that, and that would be the Giants, the Commanders, the, the Cardinals and the Panthers. They're all gone. Sam, what? Are you, who's going to finish where in the NFC?
1: All right, So for me, I've got, based on the, the head-to-head win over Philly, and the strength of schedule they've got, which is superior over both Philly and Detroit. I've got San Francisco finishing on top. Uh, I've then got Philadelphia, Detroit. So as they currently sit right now, um, it's a really tough one knowing who to pick in the South. Uh, I know last week I went with New Orleans. Um, That obviously isn't looking as favorable now. Big game this weekend. Uh, I'm going to stick with that for now. I think that that there's still an opportunity to get in there, but it could well be Tampa Bay, Dallas fifth where it gets really tough is what happens towards the back end. I've got Seattle making it. I think Seattle will do enough to get in considering they've got Pittsburgh and Arizona to finish off. My thinking is that that game is going to play against uh, for the Rams against San Francisco, as I mentioned earlier, and they're going to have to win that. That opens up the opportunity for numerous other teams to get in. Um, I'll, I'll say Rams for now, but without a lot of confidence to, to finish in the seventh seed. So I've got Rams finishing seventh, uh, and I've
0: got Seattle climbing up into sixth. Onto the schedule before we go to college football. Here's the schedule. There are only a couple of games that have minimal impact. The Jets head to Cleveland. That's exactly the sort of game that Cleveland want. Cleveland will clinch if they win that Thursday Night Football in America. So Saturday Night Football America with a national audience is Detroit at Dallas at Arlington. That's that's massive. Then New England and Buffalo, you would favour Buffalo heavily there despite the fact that Zappy's playing his lights out. Atlanta's got to beat Chicago. And remember, Chicago can still be alive if they win at home at Soldier Field. Vegas head to Indy. That's actually now a fascinating game because Vegas can get to 500 and they can bring the Colts back to 500 if they keep going. The Rams head to the Giants. That's exactly the games the Rams would want. Rams would want considering they've got San Fran in the last game. Arizona head to Philly. That's exactly what Philly would want. New Orleans and Tampa is a massive divisional game. game. Huge Huge and Tampa can just about clinch. San Francisco head to Washington. That's the sort of game they'd want because the Commanders are gone. Jacksonville for once maybe actually favourites. They've got Carolina at home. Miami and Baltimore. Could be an AFC Conference Championship rehearsal. That game's in Baltimore. Tennessee head to Houston, and Houston's got to win. Pittsburgh head to Seattle, and Sam's been very brave and picked Pittsburgh at Lumen Field. Gee, I'm not... That's tough. The Chargers head to Denver, and Denver's still alive. Who would have thought the Chargers would be dead? Cincinnati and Kansas City is enormous for both teams, but particularly Cincinnati. And the final game on Sunday night, national television, is Green Bay at Minnesota, which is a monster. That's just massive. Now, am I right in thinking there's no Monday Night Football? That's what the draw uh, I've got. They've dropped it. I don't think yeah. that's that's it. Yeah, so that would have been the Detroit-Dallas game. So the, the, the national game is Green Bay at Minnesota. One of those two teams. Yeah, will that's games. right, because they will defer to the college
1: football now because Monday Night Football lands on... New Year's Day in the States which is the college football semifinals so the, the sports are very good the way they align their fixtures and the NFL would normally have played a Monday night game in week 16 second yes. last week of the year but they won't uh, sorry week 17 second last week of the year with the buys, but they won't do it because of the
0: college football semifinals so this time next week um, we'll be looking at a whole stack of sides eliminated uh, I think Chicago will be eliminated um, I think New Orleans will be eliminated and um, I, gee, I reckon Denver on oh no, Denver might not lose. Uh, the the Raiders are dangerous. To be quite honest with you, I think Atlanta's got their hands full playing in Chicago. They it'll be freezing cold. Yeah, uh, I've, got Buffalo, I've got Chicago. I've got Chicago on that one. And that would eliminate if Tampa beats New Orleans and Chicago gets up over the Falcons. Tampa's in and can rest their players in week in the last game. That's if, Atlanta, if Atlanta lose, they're done because the result
1: in New Orleans and Tampa will likely see them out, both teams hitting a game clear. Correct. Um, and
0: been, Atlanta's been iffy. That Detroit-Dallas game could be a rehearsal for a playoff, actually. That's huge at Arlington. The fact it's in Texas, Detroit... It's interesting to see the way Detroit play this because if results go their way, and let's face it, I don't think San Francisco is going to lose, and I don't think that Philly's going to lose and Detroit won't know that because they're playing before them. But it'd be interesting to see the, if Detroit go full rat power because you know you just never know. But I, I still don't think I don't don't think San Francisco. I don't think Washington get near San Francisco, and I don't think Zona's going to get near Philly. No, I already expect that Dallas will win this game against Detroit at home.
1: I'm not sure it'll be the same result at Ford Field, even though obviously it helps to be indoors if they are playing in Detroit. But I've got Dallas to win that game. Um, I think they'll, yeah they'll they'll pick themselves up off the mat and they'll win that game not that it's overly relevant for either team but it'll be a big game nevertheless there yeah, in um
0: in Arlington so on to college football um, the biggest game before the new year's games is that Georgia Florida State game with Florida State making protests and God only knows where that's going to hit, uh, where that's going to end um, that game's in Miami Gardens in Florida Florida State playing in Florida Sam mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I reckon Georgia's going to come out and pound the tripe out of Florida State. I reckon they're going to send a message in that game. Absolutely. It's going to be, yeah, Florida State
1: would want to be on their games and they can protest as much as they want about being undefeated. They're likely going to not only be undefeated and miss the college football um, playoffs, but they're going to be undefeated up until their bowl game where they get beaten by 30 points. I've got Georgia to come out. And, I mean, 30 points is probably a much, but
0: I've got Georgia to win by two touchdowns. I think Georgia will win by three touchdowns. I think they'll win by 21 and pound them. Now, on to New Year's Day, their time, and the second here, there's an enormous slate of games. They go Wisconsin and LSU in their quest Bowl. That's at Raymond James Stadium in Florida. Liberty versus Oregon and Liberty, of course, are undefeated. That game's at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. They're two of the early games. Then the last early game is Iowa-Tennessee. at That's the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. So that's, that's the fir- first three leading us into these games after that, one after the other. The first game is the Rose Bowl in Pasadena in California. Alabama versus Michigan, and this is the game that Michigan will be sweating over because they're the one team they wouldn't have wanted to play, followed at 12.45 p.m. our time at the magnificent Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, and it's Texas and Washington. Those last two games, they're very hard to pick, are you brave enough to pick Bama over Michigan at this stage? I am. Wow. I've got
1: Bama winning. I uh, just think that they're a complete football team. They showed us against Georgia. How good they are. I think we probably underrated them after that loss to Texas. Um, yep. There were a number of reasons why they went down in that game and turnaround, around, obviously, playing in Texas. Um, but, look, that's a, that's a really, really... Crucial game there for the legacy of Harbrow at uh, Michigan because I think we all agree this is probably his last campaign. Obviously, we know he's under suspension and all these sorts of things going on, but this is his program. This is an opportunity to bring home a title. Uh, I'm just not sure he's going to get through. I think when they when they decided on this top four, as we talked about three or four weeks ago on the podcast, there was collective disappointment in the room in Michigan when they heard they had Alabama. And that's because Alabama is an unbelievable football program who are playing really good football. And to be ranked four is probably a disservice um, for Alabama off the back of their year. But I've got Alabama taking it up to Michigan. I think it'll go either way. I think it'll go down to the last drive. Uh, but I've got Alabama winning. Uh, and they head, they'll head to the, um, to the championship game. Uh, Tuesday the ninth of Jan Australian time.
0: Who have you got, David? In that one, Bama just, and I've I've got a repeat of the game during the season. I think Bama will win just, but I think Texas will beat Washington by seven to ten points. Washington's had a West Coast schedule. Texas are a very, very good football side, and I've got Bama and Texas playing just down the road from the University of Texas and NRG Stadium in Houston. I I, I just think. Washington are a very good football side themselves. But I just think, I think the West Coast is not as strong as middle America. And I've got, I've got Bama and Texas getting through. Yeah, and, and Washington obviously has had a great season, but they're getting
1: Texas at the wrong time. Texas is playing unbelievable football at the moment. Their last four weeks has been superior over most teams in the country. They'll be confident. Um, they'll be coming into that match, neutral territory. I've got Texas as well. Uh, so, David, we've got th- we've got three, four matchup heading through, which is obviously interesting. I think that the undefeated status of Washington obviously throws things off because if Washington are a one-loss team, they're not in this playoff. Um, obviously, being undefeated, they've gone in at the number two seed, and we've been bullish about Washington all year on the podcast. But yeah. Texas are playing Texas are playing great football. The beauty of this is, we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to review these ones in the podcast next week. Obviously, being coming through uh, Tuesday Australian time, we'll pick them up in our podcast next week, and then we'll be on to the championship game in Houston uh, the following week between Alabama and Texas.
0: Uh, just quietly, ladies and gentlemen, New Year's in New Orleans will be massive. Wealthy people coming from all over Texas and all over Washington into New Orleans, warm weather, New Year's with a a final at the Superdome. What a night that will be, particularly New Year's night as opposed to New Year's Eve. But holy cow, New Orleans is going to be thumping. That will be one hell of a party, I'm telling you. There'll be burnt orange and indigo and violet all around It'll be um, unbelievable. We'll be one of
1: those atmospheres. You'd just love to be there uh, in person for that one. I know we'll be sitting back watching these these two games. And that's one of the beauty of college football playoffs is you get the two of them back-to-back, which is going to be wonderful
0: viewing. Um, Sam, just before you go, um, um, Luca dropped 50 this morning for, for Dallas. <laughs> he seems to be unstoppable. For a bloke that doesn't look overly fit, he... he He's one of the best white basketballers I've ever seen, and remember, I grew up with Bird. So naturally
1: talented, uh, unbelievable, and, and that's not doing him a disservice. He works incredibly hard on his game as well. The, the other thing I really like about Luca, um, obviously, I'm a big Kyrie Irving fan as well. Look, he's had his he's had his issues, and not not excusing some of the stuff that Kyrie's done, but. Having those two on the same basketball team, I, w- I would love Kyrie He'd gone to LA, but it didn't work out. He's, you know, watching those two go about their business is unbelievable. But Luca is a special, a special player. Um, and there's a couple of really good teams in the NBA this year. Boston obviously got the Boston. job done over the Lakers today. AD had a wonderful game. Uh, Christian Porzingis uh, turned it back, turned the clock back, and, and dropped 28, I think it was on the Lakers today. The Celtics are a very, very impressive team. Um, but yeah, some great performances. We know that come Christmas we'll uh, we'll obviously start tuning our dial towards the NBA. But you're right, that was a great great performance by uh, by Luca today. I uh, just love the way he goes about it. looks like a looks like a man who loves his loves his trade. Luca always got a smile on his face.
0: Yeah, and I still can't believe Australia won this, the the bronze medal over him in Tokyo a couple of years ago. Uh, and, of course, I suppose that's the exciting thing in the next nine months is that we'll be talking Olympic basketball as well. Quite frankly, and there's three or four sides that could win the Olympic basketball, and, seriously. And the,
1: and the names in the U.S. that are making themselves available.
0: Yeah, they're it, killing it. They're,
1: they're all making it. LeBron, um, you know, Durant, they're, they're all making themselves. They all want to have a crack at, at another gold medal. And obviously, this is a lot of this wave momentum off the back of losing the World Championships, Um, In fact, ending up with a bronze, I think they might have ended up with in that that game and almost like a redeemed team, um, take
0: two. Am I right in thinking that Victor Wembenyama has made himself
1: unavailable for a home Olympics? I I haven't heard if Wembenyama is going to play. I know he made himself unavailable for the World Championships last year. Uh, Um, Haven't heard Uh, about the Olympics. Well,
0: can you imagine him playing for France? The mind blows. I would think he would have to play, wouldn't he? You would think so. It's a home Olympics. That's the point. If it was an away Olympics, yeah. If it was like Los Angeles, but it's not, it's a home Olympics. So, Taylor, uh,
1: Macron might be picking up the phone if is not playing and making a direct call.
0: Oh, absolutely. Sam, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking sport with you. Next week's podcast will be absolutely fascinating. I'll be actually being camp in Newcastle for the Australian country champs and we'll, we'll catch up and talk. It, it, we'll know a lot more next week. We should have a lot more teams eliminated. And um, for me, the highlight is that black and blue division game between Green Bay at Minnesota. That's oh, a monster. Thank, love thank, those, thank love those games. Yeah, thankfully for Minnesota, that game's in Minneapolis, not at Lambeau. So, all right, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Happy New Year and best to you and the family. You too, Dave. We'll chat next week. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. I hope you enjoyed our our conversations. I just love talking footy with Sam. Take care. Bye-bye.